Hello and welcome into the Gotta Be Saints podcast. I'm your host, Brendan Gotta. Join me each week as I tackle life's most important question, how do I become a saint? Today's podcast is titled, He Has Risen. Before we begin, I want to share with you two great sponsors for the Gotta Be Saints podcast. Our first sponsor is Syndicate Strategies a full-service marketing agency owned and operated by two Catholic business partners who have been working together for the last 25 years. Syndicate helps connect businesses to customers using the most current technology. They can help you create powerful, engaging websites and e-commerce stores that bring results. Find out what Syndicate can do for you at synstrat.com saints. That's synstrat.com saints. Also, our other sponsor, The Catholic Company. If you're like me and you like to wear your faith on your sleeve, I invite you to check out The Catholic Company, a one-stop shop for resources that will help you grow in your Catholic faith. They understand the importance of truth, goodness, and beauty. From rosaries to books to statues, The Catholic Company has it all. Use code Gotta Be Saints for 15% off your order. That's code Gotta Be Saints. All one word for 15% off. The Catholic Company, because faith matters. As mentioned, today's podcast is titled He Is Risen. I have the great pleasure of having with me Rachel Smith. Rachel, thank you so much for being here. So happy to be here. Hi, guys. And as I mentioned, today's podcast is titled He Is Risen. We are releasing this during the Easter season, and it just seemed to make sense. So Rachel will be sharing with her, sharing with us her conversion story or reversion story. Uh, But before we get going, I'm going to just give a little bit of a bio for her. She is the creator and host of the To Grow Good podcast, which is a podcast that focuses on conversion stories. That's actually how uh, we connected the first time. I was blessed enough to go on to her podcast and share my story. Um, And with this podcast, it's really a place that shares encounters with the living God. Rachel uh, recently had a deep conversion back to the Catholic faith of her childhood after years spent away. And through a series of profound encounters with the living God, she is now where she is. Um, Not long after her conversion, the Lord placed a deep-rooted calling on her heart uh, to learn more and then, of course, to share the stories of others to and in the faith to share the ways in which he has shown up and changed the trajectory of lives all around us. And so To Grow Good was born. You can listen to To Grow Good on Apple, Google, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, And you can keep in touch with the ministry at To Grow Good on Instagram or visit togrowgood.com. And just a little bit more on Rachel. She's 27 years old. And she lives with her husband and Burmese Mountain Dog in New Hampshire. Uh, We're very thankful to have you here today, Rachel. Thanks so much for having me, Brendan. I'm so excited to, yeah, get to be on the other end of the microphone. And uh, come on, Gotta Be Saints. I'm honored to be here. Well, and I I can say when Rachel reached out to me, um, it's funny, when when you run a podcast, as as you know very well, you're oftentimes doing a lot of question asking, especially when you're doing the format that you and I are doing, where it is, uh, you're inviting a guest on to share their story or to speak about a certain topic. Um, and so I had to laugh, you know, as I got to, to go on your podcast, and I talked more than I've probably <laughs> talked in a long time. And I love talking. So that's saying something. <laughs> All that being said, I have to say to you, and I, I think I said it that that evening, but um, I want to reiterate it. It was a blessing, you know, to be able to give, be given the opportunity and the space to speak to what God has done in my life, how he has created me to be the man I'm currently am and hoping and striving to be um, is, is a beautiful, beautiful thing. And I just look forward to seeing what the Lord continues to do with your work um, and allowing that space for people to share how God has worked in their life. I mean, I know I'm excited for that podcast to be released, if only 
so I can hear about how God's worked in my life um, again, because sometimes I don't think I even remember how good he is. And so it'll be a good reminder. And I hope, of course, it impacts people. But all that said, you know, now we're having the opportunity for you to also share your story. So um, we've got, I, I sent you some questions, but really, as, as you and I talked about, you know, it's going to be a conversation today. Uh, but really, I want to give you the floor and the space to kind of share your story and why we are talking or why we titled today's talk, uh, He Has Risen. So I'll let you go. You can talk for as long as you want. And then, you know, I've got some questions, as as you know, uh, that we can also speak to, but um, take it away. Awesome. Yes. Thank you so much for, for saying that. It's crazy how many people have come on the show and said that exact thing after that it was a person, it felt like a personal gift to them because they got to really reflect on all the ways the Lord has moved and how it is that they got to where they are today. And that it's not something that they normally had reflected on. And it's crazy. Like in some of the episodes, if you listen, people literally in the middle of the interview are like, wow, I never noticed it was that day. Like, <laughs> or, or literally they'll be like, wait, today is my baptism day. And like, we didn't even plan it. Just like all mm. these beautiful things that in the middle of the interviews will come out. And I'm just like, what is going on? <laughs> the Lord is so good. But um, yeah, it's been so, so amazing. It's so crazy how you don't even know where something's going to go when the Lord's calling you and then just watch all the things connect and all the ways it's blessing others and me. It's, it's just beautiful. Um, but yes, I mean, and it's providing will, that space, you know? Yeah, go ahead. No, I, that's, I mean, that's, I was just going to say you provided that space for people and God then blesses it, you know, because when we are invited in to talk about the good that he's done in our lives, um, it's going to impact us, but it's also going to impact others as well, because we're speaking about truth and beauty and goodness. Um, and so the fact that you're providing that space is awesome. But anyway, yes. go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, no problem. It's just, it's funny. Cause that is how it kind of all started was like, which I guess I'll get into. Yeah. My own story. So, um, so I grew up Catholic, uh, and I grew up in the Northeast. So it's, I don't know if anyone who's listening maybe is familiar, but in the Northeast, a lot of parishes are just very um, <laughs> cold and kind of dead in a lot of ways, It's which is sad to say, but there isn't really a lot of like youth programs or um, people that are like just on fire <laughs> for the Catholic faith. It's a lot of um, kind of going through the routines doing what you do. You go to mass on Sunday. Um, you know, my family, I was blessed in my own family. We had a really relatively vibrant Catholic life at home. Um, we did pray the rosary together. We would pray before bed and before meals. And I, those are some of my best memories, um, growing up. Um, but that's to say that by the time I got into high school, middle school, uh, just the world started to become a lot louder. Um, my peers, what they were doing became much more interesting. Um, what was cool and what was popular, uh, that became way more of a draw to my heart. Um, and so I started drifting from things of the faith. I mean, I always believed, but the way that I saw it is that nobody really around me in my community um, or at least my age, was living the faith in a way that it really mattered. It was like we kind of knew these things and we do these things, but no one really knows why. Um, we just kind of do it as part of the routine. Um, and so, yeah, so when I got into high school, I just started drifting more and more into those ways of the world. Um, and then when I went, when it was time for me to go to college, I decided to pick the best journalism school um, that because I thought I wanted to go into journalism. So I ended up going to Syracuse University, which was very fun. I think the year that I got there, they were the number one party school in the country. So 
you can probably tell where this is heading. I pretty much <laughs> plunge like head first into um, a totally new environment, not knowing anybody. And a lot of what I was basing my worth on at that time was, um, you know, the opinions of other people and peer pressure and trying to fit in and meeting new friends. I've always been kind of a social butterfly. So I was just like meeting all these people and throwing myself into the social life. And um, I was having a really fun time, but yet I would say it was in college when things really started to crack a bit for me. Um, I remember some nights getting ready to go out to go to the bars um, or to go to the frats and just feeling this like deep sense of like dread, um, but not understanding where that was coming from. Uh, and I didn't really understand why, but I, there was something within me that was longing for more. And I think I knew, which is crazy now to look back on, I knew that I was made for more and mm. I, I didn't know where to find it. Like, I was just like, this is what's being offered to me. This is all that anyone that I can see is doing. So I don't really know what else there is to do. And I wish, I wish now that um, I can totally see how in college, it's such a pivotal time, like to be able to meet the Lord. It would have, it is such a beautiful ministry, like college ministry, I think, because there's so many people like that, I think, that are out there um, feeling the same ways, but not knowing where to go. And I think in my head, I had my faith, but it was very abstract and kind of separate from your social life or from, um, you know, the things that you do during the week. And um, I, to be honest, like it didn't even cross my mind to be going to mass on my own. Like that just wasn't a thing that I would have even thought of. Um, and so, yeah. So then as college went on, it, I, I had a lot of fun, but I was still having these nights randomly when there would kind of be these cracks in the armor, so to speak. And sometimes I just would tell everyone like, no, you know, I don't want to go out and I would just stay in, but I was always kind of restless and like frustrated because I couldn't really put my finger on what it was that I was missing. Um, and so then I graduated and I got a job in the city in Boston working at a PR agency, which I don't know. I mean, I guess you could probably relate to this maybe, but like when you graduate from college, it's kind of this weird feeling because it's like you've accomplished everything that you've kind of been working toward your whole life. Like it felt like, you know, I got the high school degree, got the college degree, got the good job. You know, I, my friends were great. My family was great. My, my boyfriend was great. Like everything was great. But at the same time, uh, there is this kind of emptiness of just like, what else is there? Mm. Um, and so that those kinds of questions were starting to really get me, wondering. Um, and so finally I was on the T on my way into work one morning. Um, and like, I just didn't really like my commute. It was always just like crowded and like everyone was kind of in a bad mood in the morning and it just, yeah. And so I was sitting there and I just started throwing up these thoughts in my head. Like it was kind of like everything was coming to head. And I was just wondering in my mind, like, what else is there to life? Like, is this all that there is? Because if this is what I have to do every day for the next like 55 years of my life, like wake up, go to work, come home, do it again, like without any sort of like further, deeper purpose, like I'm just going to be so bored. <laughs> <laughs> and I was literally like, it's so crazy because at that time, like, I mean, I did not connect that to praying at all. But like now I look back and I'm like, that was my first like genuine prayer. I was mm. literally throwing up and being like, somebody answer me. Like, what is going on? But I wasn't even addressing it to God. I was just like thinking in my head. But I really do think that that was the first crack in my heart where I um, was actually hoping that something else would answer 
and something did. Like I was on the tee and I'm thinking these things. I'm kind of really frustrated in my head. And all of a sudden it was like, I don't even know. It was like a shift in my soul. Like it was like this knowing that there was something more. But I didn't can I didn't I didn't know that that was the Lord. It, but it totally was the Lord. And, and he, it was the first time I really felt him respond um, in a way that I could literally feel in my body, like in my soul. Like it was just like I just knew it was a knowing that there was something more and that I was missing it and that it had been waiting for me the whole time. And so then and you say that again, I think just that's a that breakdown's beautiful. Yeah, yeah, it was like a knowing, a shift in my being, knowing that there was something more and that it had been waiting for me the whole time. And I almost <laughs> got the sense like it was waiting for me to notice it the whole time. Which is just so beautiful now because it's like, wow, Lord, like but it's funny because at the time I wasn't like, oh, religion. Oh, like the Catholic Church, you know, like I was just lost <laughs> in a lot of ways. But what's so beautiful is that the Lord will use whatever it is that you need um, and whatever it is that you'll give him to draw you in closer. And so um, the next few months, um, I started to be more open to things. Um, and I remember there being a lot of thoughts coming into my head about these bigger questions and about purpose and meaning and life and those sorts of like kind of why are we here sort of questions. Um, and I remember at one point, one of the things that I really had an issue with or one of my big hangups was women in the church and what it meant to be a woman. And I think that is because I had been fed so much of the lies of our culture and I had almost internalized them into a shame, which the enemy loves to do, um, about who I am and what my purpose is and that somehow being a woman was less than. And so, and in my head, uh, the Catholic church was the pinnacle of that, you know, like it's like this male patriarchy that doesn't value women, you know, like just the, the, the feeding lines that the culture gives us. Mm -hmm. Um, but one day I remember I Googled literally in one Google search, I Googled Catholicism and feminism because I was just like, can these two things even exist? Like I'm so, I was just, that just shows where I was at the time, which I love because it's just funny because the Lord, he, he knows. And so he, I, I, what popped up was the Catholic feminist podcast. Thank God. I clicked on it and Claire Swinarski, former focus missionary is just speaking into all these things <laughs> that I had been wondering about for years. Um, just, the, you know, all the beautiful things about the church, what the church has to say about women, how much it loves women, um, Jesus's interactions with women in scripture, all these things that I had never really been introduced to from a lens of a woman who was my age sharing these things. And it was blowing mm. my mind. I didn't think that there were women like that that existed, truly. It's just so wild. Uh, but so then, the, long story short, that started this whole journey where my commute turned into my favorite part of the day. I used to hate my commute. My commute turned into the best part of the day because I would start binging on these episodes of these women because every episode she would interview a different Catholic woman about a pretty hard hitting topic. And they were talking about these things that I'm like, nobody thinks this way. Like, who are these women? And mm. I couldn't stop. I could just couldn't stop listening, though, even though I didn't like agree with a lot at the time. I didn't believe it. I was really confused. But at the same time, I could not stop listening. And their peace and their joy was just like, coming through the headphones and, and, and speaking into my really lost and hurt heart. Um, and so he was beginning to heal me through that. And then eventually they linked to other things after every episode. And so I started clicking on the links and I was getting deeper 
and deeper, which is so beautiful looking back. It's like he was taking me deeper into my spiritual life and journey with him. And I didn't even realize what that this was the Holy Spirit that was leading me the whole time. And there, it, there were things literally like I would have a thought in my head, like a question. And the next day I'd be listening to an episode from 2017, you know, from these shows on a totally different topic. And the person would mention the answer to the question that I had in my head, like yesterday, like just mm. crazy things. Mm -hmm. And like, I, at first I was like, Oh, that's, that's a weird, that's a crazy coincidence. Can you believe that? But then the more, <laughs> the more that it started to happen, the more that I started to realize, I think something's like listening to me and, and answering. <laughs> and so, yeah, it was just so wild because it was this whole experience of basically coming to know the Lord through how he works in mm. like in people's in people's hearts because he, he worked through mine. Um, and so then eventually, long story short, he people started talking and it started jumping out to me about this daily living relationship with God, like living um, through the scriptures every day, praying with the God every day, and then feeling called to do things and listening to the spirit and where it moves you and things like that. And I'm just like, I started having this like yearning or longing to do that. And so I picked up the Bible and I started reading one scripture verse a day before I went to work. Um, and it just blew everything away in my heart. I just had an, an even more intense encounter with the Lord through scripture. And it was the same thing. Like I would read a verse in the morning and then I'd hear it like three more days, three more times throughout my day listening to these Catholic sources. And it was just so wild because the Holy Spirit was just working so clearly through me to, to keep bringing me closer and more in and deeper. Um, and then, yeah, eventually I um, had the started having the real desire to go back to mass. And I knew from listening to all these Catholic things that I needed to go to confession. So I went to confession for the first time in 10 years, I think it was. And then I went to mass. I started going to mass daily. I started going to adoration and spending just hours in adoration. I just could not get enough. It was like the floodgates had opened and I, he was just pouring grace out on me. Like it was just wild. And that has pretty much been the last two years. It's just a year and a half about, it's just been this like waterfall of grace because I really do feel like in the prodigal son, like when the son comes back and he's just like, give him the fattened calf and like the whole shebang, like he, that's what the Lord has done for me. Um, and pretty much I was in adoration one day and all these things had been happening, just amazing coincidences everywhere in my life. And I couldn't believe the ways that he had shown up and basically picked me up out of the world and like, taught me all this truth and brought me to myself. And, um, I just asked him like, what do you want me to do for you? Because I just want to give you everything my whole life. I mean, you've given that to me. And that is when he really pulled together a lot of the memories of me listening to so many of these people speaking that were just on fire for their faith. Um, and, so often I had wondered, like, how did they get here? Like, how did they meet the Lord? You know, what is it that got them so sure of all these things? Um, and what encounters did they have? Because, like, I've had so many with you, Lord. Like, what? Um, and so, yeah, then he basically kind of showed me that there was a reason why I, I had all that desire to hear those stories and that he wanted me to, like, share them so that's when the podcast was born which which what other perfect way than a podcast which is how my whole thing and story began and how he basically catechized me again and like brought me back to the church is through all these amazing catholic con content that's out there so yes that is my story that's a really really short and condensed version of it but 
that has been the last like year and a half or well year and a half since I started. I, so I started the podcast in May. Um, but the whole conversion probably over like the last three years, it's been happening and still happening. I feel like now it's more like now I'm trying to hear from him and like follow where he leads me because I know how he speaks to my heart and how, um, he answers thoughts literally. (laughs) So, so like now I'm just trying to go wherever it is that, um, he's sending me next and it's just the most fun adventure ever. I love it. Sorry for talking like forever. No, no, that's, that was beautiful. I, I actually, to anyone who's listening at home, I think you can hear the joy in Rachel's voice. And I, I, I know when you and I chatted, you know, it was the same thing that as I kept talking about how God worked in my life, I realized I was getting excited, you know, which I, I'm already excited about what the Lord does, but you know, there was a change in tone. It was a, Oh my gosh, this is really incredible. And each little moment, um, you just get to see it and it's, you know, incredible to watch how he works in our life. Um, there's a couple things that these weren't questions that I sent to you before, but as you told your story, I kind of want to ask about if you don't mind. Um, so, you know, you, you said, you studied journalism. Is that what you ended up getting your degree in? Did you finish in journalism? Well, yeah, I actually switched to PR. Um, okay. Because I liked public relations that you could pair it. Because I actually always wanted to do um, some sort of nonprofit work, uh, which is funny because I just think, yeah. But <laughs> but yeah, so I loved that you could pair PR, like working for a nonprofit um, versus mm-hmm. like, journalism, just like covering news sort of thing. So that's what I ended up switching to. Yeah. Okay. I mean, all the same though, it's, it's a communication type field, you know, you, you're seeing a message and you're sharing it. Um, do you think that like that major, I mean, God doesn't seem to make mistakes. Like, has that been helpful in this whole process of like one creating a podcast, but probably more importantly, like, um, you know, with public relations, you get the opportunity to kind of uh, tell a story, you know, to mm. paint the picture for your organization or whatnot. Now you're getting that opportunity to tell a story, paint the picture for the faith. And fortunate for you, you have truth as the the backdrop. Like, have you been able to exceed that or tie that in? Do you think? Yeah, that's such a good question. Yeah, I I think that's so true. Yes. And and absolutely all the skills like that I learned in that major, I feel like are coming together through this calling, um, which, yeah, it, he doesn't make mistakes. You know, it's like he's using I can see the ways that he's using all the things that I naturally love to do, like speaking to people and connecting with people and hearing people's stories Um and then sharing it and using communications and, um, you know, all the internet and all the amazing tools that we have. Um, yeah, I kind of feel like it's like a gold mine for evangelization. <laughs> and now I'm just like, so on fire that it's like, ah, I just want to like use all the tools to spread all these cool stories of like how he interacts with our lives and how a lot, like, like we were saying with this topic, how alive he is. Like, I don't think that people realize that he wants to interact with like your daily existence, like Mm. literally down to your thought. Like you, he, he wants to respond to what it is that you have a question about, or like he wants to like interact with you daily. And I think that that can sometimes be a lost element of the faith that that I think actually attracts a lot of younger people like me. You know, it was like once I realized that I'm just like, oh, this is awesome. <laughs> like this is like a real life like video game almost. <laughs> it's just like he's like real, you know, like you can talk to him and he will literally respond with people or with scripture verses or with like where he wants you to go next. And he's made it so clear. It's like, it's so crazy. Like when I was thinking about doing the podcast early on, you know, I was, so I'll tell a little story about when I started a Bible study. So I 
when I started reading these Bible verses every morning before work, I quickly um, was having these incredible experiences. Like, this is amazing. Do people know this book? Like, basically answers the deepest longings of your heart. Uh, and so then I was like, I want to talk to other women about these things. I just had that desire, like innately. And so I um, I looked up to see if there was a Bible study at the parish or something like that, where you talk about scripture with women um, at the parish in my town, and there wasn't. And so then I went a couple months, um, but with this really deep longing for it. And finally, seemingly out of nowhere, I get the idea to look up where I work in the next town over to see if they have one. And they did walking with purpose. And so I went cold one night. I just like didn't know anyone, had never even talked to anyone really about my faith that I had had this like conversion. It had all been in my earphones mostly. And so I... I show up and the first woman I met was a woman my age from my town who had also driven 30 minutes away to try to find a group like this because she wanted to talk to women like about scripture. And I was like, what? <laughs> I was just like, Lord, oh my gosh. Like he literally responded by giving me exactly what I needed it. It's just, mm. he's just so good. And so then I've been going, I started going with that woman to the Bible study. You know, it was awesome. And I started having this new desire. Hey, maybe they might want to bring something like this back to the parish because clearly there's me and this girl who both left to find it. So there's gotta be other people at that town that want it. And so, um, yeah, I finally just reached out again, cold one day and literally the parish director of faith formation who I emailed responds within a minute. I'm sitting at my desk like and he responds within a minute and says, I was just in adoration praying that somebody would reach out to start a ministry at this parish. <laughs> I just couldn't believe it. I literally like was wanted to throw my computer because <laughs> I'm just like... <laughs> This is amazing. And so now we have over 73 women on our email list. Like wow. at the Yeah, at the parish that had nothing yeah. going on. Yeah. Mm. Like he's so alive. He's so he's so there. We just like he wants to so badly work with us, you know? It's like mm. we just have to be open and like be willing to say yes when he might ask you to do something that might seem awkward, like going to a Bible study without knowing anyone or emailing someone and being like, Hey, would you want to start a Bible study? <laughs> like, and just not being afraid to do it. If you feel that call, because he's gonna, he, he already knows that the pieces are there. That's why you're getting the call. You know, like they're already in place for you to like do what it is that he's calling you to do. You just have to have the courage and the, trust that he is providing already all you have mm -hmm. to do is like give your yes to it yeah yeah well and and i think you know you you talked about it and i think it needs to just be stated like okay you went to this town over and the first person you meet is somebody who's your age looking for the same thing also driving that same distance like in simple terms, we aren't alone. You are not alone. You know, God wants us to recognize that, that there are others who are searching for the same thing. You know, natural law has been written on our hearts, but this desire to love and to be loved is there in every person, which is so beautiful. And so, you know, you came to find yourself, you were struck by that question you asked yourself, is there more, you know, and it's led you to where you are now by asking that simple question. Um, and, you know, today we're talking with the title, He is Risen, you know, we're talking in this Easter season um, and how beautiful, you know, to think about our risen Lord. But I, I, I wanted to ask you too, um, and this goes with our topic, you know, to a certain extent, I'm sure you felt like you were and maybe you didn't ever say it, but I'm sure you can look back now and say you were you were dead in a certain sense. You know, you talked about the prodigal son. You know, it's like you had completely uh, forfeited what you'd been given. Maybe maybe you hadn't lived a terrible life. I'm not saying that, but 
what you were called to and the what he had planned for you, you'd walked away from knowingly or unknowingly. And so, you know, you could say you were dead in a certain sense. But of course, God, as you said, so beautifully at the start, you know, he's so patient. He's so willing to just, he's waiting for you to respond to him because he's sitting there waiting for you. Hold like, hey, I'm right here. I'm ready. Um, how did this shift in, in your personhood, how did that affect your family and, and your husband? You know, I don't know if you were married before or after. I don't know that part of the story. Um, but how did they react to this? Because I'm sure they're like, wait a second, the Rachel that we knew, who we loved, I'm sure, is changed. There's a real change here. And like, how has that gone about, yeah. if you don't mind me asking? Oh, yeah. No, it's a great question because it, it's been really interesting. I, I, I'm i also an interesting person that just like by my nature, like I, I stuff like that, I it's like personal most of the time. So like my family a couple of times has literally been like, you're just like not normally like, like this. <laughs> you're not you're not normally like this open about things. Like, cause normally like this would be totally like, I'd be kind of like private about it. Um, which and and may- be as private as you need no, to. No, like, no, no. Not- but I just mean like, I just mean it's funny because my family, cause, because I'm the opposite about my faith now. Like I, I'm like, mm. I want to, I want everyone to know this, but they're kind of like, wow, like, I'm just surprised you're so, <laughs> you're so like willing to share all this stuff, but it's because it's like, yeah, I found truth. Like I, and I know that this is it. Like hmm. literally he's responded through people. He's responded through physical things like in my life, like to confirm that no, Rachel, like this is true. Like you are not just like, I, and I spent like three years or like two years just listening without really telling anyone because I was really trying to figure out like, is this the truth? You know, like, is this true or not? And so because of that, because of the way that I am, I, it was like, I kept it all in for so long. And then it was like this like explosion of just like grace and excitement with all these things happening. But yeah, the people in my life, it's funny. It's, it's been, it's been interesting to watch. (laughs) So my husband did not grow up with any faith at all. Uh, so when we, so throughout this, which it's just so beautiful to watch because the Lord is absolutely working through this. Um, when this started happening to me, we were, I think, we were dating and then we got engaged like halfway through like my listening phase. So I was not yet like back to church. Like I was still away from a lot of things. I was kind of just silently listening to a lot of this stuff. Um, But my heart was slowly opening up to a lot more. Um, And I had this desire to get married in the church, even though I had been away from the church. And so I think that that's something really important to note too. I think there's a lot of people like that that are out there that have left the faith but have this deep-seated like commitment to it still. Like I still had part of me that wanted to get married in the church I grew up in. Like it was just like I just wanted that. Um which is totally grace working, but, (laughs) but so then we ended up having conversation about it. And because I didn't, I didn't want to like pressure him or like, you know, um, but it was beautiful. He actually expressed like an interest in learning more about Catholicism um, and potentially wanting to get married in the church together as a sacrament. And so Mm. we actually signed up for RCIA. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so Jeremy went through RCIA and I was his sponsor, which is just so crazy because that was totally the Lord. Like I thought I was being kind of like, oh, we're just like doing this because like, you know, it's where I grew up sort of thing. But the Lord I'm glad I asked knew this the plan. Part. Oh, my gosh. So we went to RCIA. I was his sponsor and the Lord absolutely was working in both of our hearts. Um, I was learning more about the faith, obviously. Jeremy was learning about the faith and he got baptized uh, the Easter that we got got married. So literally not not last Easter, but the Easter before. So two two Easter. Yeah, 2019. 
Yeah. And it was, it was beautiful. It was amazing. I mean, it's obviously like the beginning of a journey because for him, like he has no background like at all. So mm. in a lot of ways, I mean, pray for us, all you listeners, but uh, it's, it has been beautiful to watch. Cause I mean, it's funny too. Like I'm so on fire that sometimes he's like, okay, like we need to just <laughs> calm down a little how about bit. like yeah he's like you let's let's watch like one thing like every other week how about you know <laughs> but it's funny because i i know the lord is uh absolutely working in both our hearts it's been it's been a beautiful journey and i know there's still so much that he's planning um to bring about through through it so hmm well, thank you for sharing. I mean, I think one, firstly, as you said, pray for both of you, anyone who's listening, you know, that's what can we do for people that's better than prayer? Nothing. Um, mm-hmm. So you can rest assured of my prayers and I ask you to pray for me as well. Um, but that's yeah, true. to anyone who's listening, pray for our, all of us, but um, that's just beautiful. And I think, th- thank you, Holy Spirit for uh bringing that question up because I think it's, Mm. you know, just speaks even more to the beauty of uh, what the Lord has done. Um, I guess the the next thing I want to just hit upon, uh, you know, I, I said to anyone who's listening, you know, we're, we're entering into this Easter season. It's still here before us. Um, What in your, in your opinion, what do you think is the biggest thing um, that men and women need? to grow in that relationship with him. I mean, of course, each person's different, but for you, what would you, what would you say have been the key components for you to have this, you know, reversion or this uh, awakening that he has kind of had in your life? Yeah. Yeah. I love that question. Um, honestly, I guess it kind of gets to the the title of today's episode, but just, the fact that he is risen, like he is alive and he wants to interact with us. And I know we've touched on this, but do we really believe that at our core, you know, and do we mm. trust that he's going to respond? Like, do we actually ex- expect a response when we are asking him something? Um, I think what is so beautiful and has actually been one of the more difficult things is like now knowing that that was him that whole time that was leading me when I was just open. Like I, I had nothing to lose. You know, I was just like totally open to wherever my heart would draw me. Like that would be the next episode I would click, you know? And it was like such a, it was such a free trust in him, but I didn't even realize that it was in him at the time, but it's such a docility, I guess, to the spirit of just like Mm. being, being willing and open to trust that your desire, um, is probably pointing you to where he wants you to go. Like when I was reading the scripture verses and I really wanted other women to talk about it with, like that was the Holy spirit, like prompting me to go look for other women to talk about the scripture with, you know, and that's what led me to meet Abby, this girl at this Bible study. And then what eventually led us to start our own group that's feeding all these women where there was none. And Mm -hmm. it's just, it's a beautiful example, but just like, I guess being open to where he might be calling you next. And then also trusting that he wants to interact with your daily life like that and like actually bring you people and experiences and events that are made for you, like literally made for you. And I don't know. I think, I think, and sometimes it's funny because that's been a hang up now that I know that he's there, like in a weird way, it's almost been like trying to see where he's leading you know, or like trying to be like, okay, I think you're going this way with this Lord. But so often when I do that, I get in his own way. You know what I mean? Rather than just being like, totally just like trusting of just like wherever you want me to go, I'm going to go sort of thing. Mm. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Yeah. 
I I hear you. <laughs> can you yeah, can you relate to that? Yeah, I mean, well, I get in my I get in his way all the time and he just uh I think he laughs. He's kind of like, "Okay, you you re- you tried it your way. You ready to <laughs> to try it mine the right way?" And I'm like, "Yeah, probably going to do my way again, but uh <laughs> like three more times yeah give me a few give me a few more tries like (laughs) what cats have nine lives brendan needs nine tries Um, yeah he's like when are you gonna learn like i know better like i know and like not only do i see you i see like the 10 other people that are going to interact with this thing so like you need to just do it the way that yeah that that i'm trying to set up here yep yeah (laughs) no i think you're right though you know the the biggest thing, the biggest takeaway sometimes always is just, are we willing to, to let him speak to us? Are we, are we willing to listen? Are we willing to ask questions? And then are we willing to be docile to what he's got planned? And, yeah. and I, I guess it all comes down to, are we willing to humble ourselves, you know, and just maybe ask ourselves, maybe we don't have it all figured out. You know, I, I think, um, this might not pertain to what is going on when this episode's released, but right now our church is seeing a lot of people questioning what the church teaches, you know, in the, in the mainstream media. Um, and I, I struggle when I see that because I kind of just say, when did we become smarter than the church? You know, and I get it, you know, we, you know, especially, so if, if someone's listening, we're recording right now um, as there's been a lot of questions about same-sex marriage and, you know, it's a, it's a heavy topic and it's not something that we're going to dive into deeply here. Um, but, you know, when, when we're questioning the precepts of the sacrament of marriage, um, I think, you know, sometimes all I want to say is let's humble ourselves and remember, you know, what the church has taught for 2000 years since Jesus founded this church has not changed and we can't now think that we're smarter than what Jesus taught us. Anyways, I, I know that's a whole side tangent and you and I totally. can probably talk about that for, yeah, <laughs> I could at least talk about it at length. I know that. Um, but it, it's just, it goes to the point of, you know, humbling ourselves and trusting. And when we don't understand something, looking for the answers, which you clearly are, a great example of, okay, I, do, I need understanding or what am I searching for? And then Jesus kind of showed you the way, um, yeah. but it involved and I, humility. I have, and- oh my gosh. And I, the only thing I would add um, in my own story is how much wisdom and, and just how amazing it is. Like you're saying that, that treasure of truth that has stood for 2000 years and like, how incredible it was to encounter those truths as someone who had been starved off the culture um, for 10 years, you know, mm-hmm. like to come back to them was just so beautiful. And like to uncover like what the whys behind the what um, it, from the church herself is just such an incredible experience. And I think yeah, obviously mainstream media is going to say what they're going to say, but, but I do know there's a lot of people like me out there that are searching the wise on their own time and hearing it from the horse's mouth, you know, and, and encountering the beauty of it because it does, it resonates with something in your heart when you hear it, because you know, it's true. And it's just like, yes, this is it. This is, this is it, you know? Um, so yeah, I think that that only, only how like the Lord will bring you to the truth that your heart needs to hear when you're ready. And when, when you're open to hearing it too, you know, it was like, that was probably that, you know, that came like at a certain time when I was ready, you know, and, and, and that's, what's so cool too. And my story is just like to reflect back on like when he gave me what, uh, and like the progression of it, because I think he started where I was willing to go. And then, kept going deeper when I was willing to go deeper. And it's just cool to watch. Yeah. Well, I, I think, I, I mean, I love that you're saying the, you know, when you're ready, you know, God is um, one John four, eight, God is love Corinthians 13. You know, it says, 
that love is patient. So God is patient. You know, he is more patient than we'll ever be. So, you know, for all of us who have friends or family um, who we are just longing for them to come around, the remind, there's a great reminder right there in scripture that God wants them more than we do. And he's patiently going to pursue them and continue to pursue them um, till their final breath. And then at the same time, he also works within our brokenness and, you know, the realities of who we are. So he's working with the, you know, when are we going to be ready to receive these certain things? You know, I'm sure you can look at your own situation and, you know, even with your, with your husband, I'm sure that's a great example of like, if this conversion had happened two years earlier, maybe you and Jeremy are not you know, married and maybe he doesn't come to the church. You know, I don't know. Of course, God works in so many mysterious ways, but there's probably something to be said about the timing was right. You know, that you two, I'm sure God willing are, are, I believe are probably right for each other and God willing will be together forever and um, are going to be the reasons for one another's salvation, getting to heaven. Um, But the timing is, is crucial in all of that. And um, you know, that when are you ready? And, He's going to let you receive it when, when it's uh, best to be received, um, which is great. Yeah. And then that's uh, something you and I get to pray for and anyone listening every single day, you know, pray, just saying a prayer, Lord, give me what I need to receive today and nothing more. And he'll make sure to, to do that, you know, but um, when we have, when we come with hands open, you know, he's able to do a whole lot Um and, you know, it speaks yes. to this topic of he is risen. Um, you know, he's asking us, he's telling us, hey, you need to believe. Come, come look at me. Put your hand in my side, you know, like Thomas does. Uh, put your hand in, in the wounds in my hands. You know, feel that this is real. I am real. But sometimes we just have to be willing to, to even embrace him and, and go forward to that. I think uh, the next question I kind of wanted to ask you, and this kind of goes with what I, I just actually hit on a little bit, but, and if, if you don't have an answer, that's my fault. If for anyone who's at home, I uh, promised Rachel the questions about a week earlier. And as I'm sitting at my computer today, <laughs> typing away, I'm like, duh, 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 duh. oh, wait, I never sent those questions. So if she doesn't have a response to this, that's my fault. But um, are there any scripture verses that you look at that kind of have fueled um, this conversion that you've had a reversion uh, that you think, you know, for somebody at home might, might also impact them as well? Mm, yes. I love that question. Cause scripture was such a, such a huge part of my own journey. Um, but I will share, yeah, one story, which again is just amazing. Um, when I was in college, I had a Tumblr, as college kids do. And <laughs> I remember at one point I saw on a Tumblr the phrase, learn from the way the wildflowers grow. Um, and I loved it. But I literally just thought it was like a cool quote. Like I just loved it. Um, and then years later, um, when I'm listening to all this Catholic content, somebody says, mentions that verse and says that it's scripture. (laughs) And I was like, what? That's scripture? Like that's in the Bible? (laughs) And so um, when I opened the Bible for the first time on my own, um, just to start reading that one verse a day, I started there. So I I wanted to find that verse. So I found it in Matthew six. Um, in I think in the Catholic translation, it's like, uh, consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. And I just, yeah, needless to say, I was blown away with that whole discourse. It's just so beautiful. And it spoke so deeply into so many, um, so much of my heart. So, that is just a huge, huge one for me and means a lot to me, obviously. And whenever I see it, it's like a little wink from the Lord now because of just how he's used that in my story. And then obviously mm. to grow good, it's kind of off of that as well, you know, like the name for it, but 
he definitely just speaks to me a lot through like um, looking at the way things in nature are, you know, and then re relating that to your soul and how your soul grows. Um, so I've really loved to reflect on that verse and I always go back to it. You know, it's just like every time I read that section, it's like hearing it for the first time again, which is such a grace. Um, but I love that whole part. Mm. Yeah, I love that. I will uh, make sure to share that verse specifically in the description. So if anyone wants to turn to it and you said it's Matthew six, right? I think, yeah, I think it's Matthew. Is that I, the, I think it's 628. 628. Okay. Yeah. I think that's Sermon on the Mount. Yeah. I think it's part of the Sermon part on the Mount. Sermon. Yeah. Which okay. is just what's so cool. Cause like I started reading from there and it's like, um, that's like one of the most amazing, like discourses and like the whole Bible, but yeah, he clearly wanted, he just went right in for the, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> well, I guess now I want to ask you just if you had anything else you want final thoughts before um, I have my two gotta be saints questions, but it's been a, a joy getting to chat with you and hearing your story. I think this is going to be really impactful for anyone who uh, gets the chance to listen to this, because I think you've just one shared a lot of beautiful things and how the Lord has worked with you. But two, I think there's going to be a lot of people who are going to relate to your story and it's going to resonate to them. Um, that the Lord is so good and so loving and wants us so badly. And he's going to work in and through everything uh, that we experience in our life. If we just are open and, you know, even just ask that question of, Lord, what do you want from me? Or uh, what is this life? What is the purpose? You know, and when we ask those questions, we can't help but uh, connect it back to him. So do you have any final thoughts that you wanted to share? And then we'll we'll go to the my two gotta be saints questions. Yeah. Oh man. I love everything you just said. Yes. It's like, I, I didn't even realize I was praying and I, I totally was because something, the, the truth is some, something is there that's listening. Someone is there listening and he will respond the second you start being open. Um, but I also have to add that my brother is about, he's like a year younger than me. But he ended up going when I went to Syracuse, he went to Franciscan University. So it's this whole other part of my story. But he decided to go because of my grandpa, who was one of the best uh, influences uh, on all of our whole family in the faith. He was a really, really strong, devout Catholic. Um, and he suggested it to my brother. And so my brother went, which is just it's been producing fruit ever since one of which definitely my own conversion um, because I was seeing how he was changing mm. and that had a ripple effect on me where I started being curious, like, Oh, maybe there's more to this whole like uh. faith thing, thing that I thought, you know, sort of thing. Cause he was clearly, he was changing um, mm. for the better, but he shared with me like you're like just recently we've we've gotten to talk about all of this stuff and he shared with me how he started praying for me like specifically in college and so it took years um but I think I, I don't know how prayer works it's a mystery right but like I think that has something to do with like this waterfall of grace that just like opened up the second that I was willing to be open to it. Mm. Um, and I also think it has a lot to do with what drove me to that point on the tee to just kind of like throw it up in the air. And so I just wanted to add that because I think it's really helped me to understand. And, and he shared with me, like I was praying so hard for years and like, I was really struggling at, at times because he's like, Lord, it seems like she's going further away <laughs> than coming closer. And I just want to share that for people that are praying for those in your life. And it seems like almost like they're going even the opposite direction. Like you just don't know what the Lord has in store and because he can see the whole, the whole thing. And so, yeah, just, just keep praying. It's, it's just an amazing story that, um, he did keep praying and that here I am now. So, 
Yeah, I'm over here about to cry because I'm just the beauty <laughs> of that. And, and, you know, I mean, there's just something so special about intercessory prayer, you know, and when we truly pray for other people, you know, God works in and through that. Um, and it speaks to the power because your heart might not have been open had those prayers not been there. Um, so thank you for sharing that. So if anyone's at home, um, just remember, nobody's ever lost. God wants them. He's willing to fight for them. But you got to pray for them. You got to be sacrificing for them. Prayer and sacrifice can go a real long way and God will use it. Uh, but thank you for sharing that. <clears throat> I guess now um, my final two questions for you. The first one, uh, this has got to be saints. We, I love the saints. I, I said we, I always say we as the royal we. It's just me. Um, I love, <laughs> I I love the, the saints. Uh, who's your Mount Rushmore of saints? Who are your favorites? Oh, I love that question. Okay, probably St. Therese of Lisieux. She was the first one I ever prayed to for intercession. Um, and later came to find out that Walking with Purpose, that Bible study I went to, she is the patron saint of. Did not know of, that when I showed up, course. obviously. But of, of course she is, right? Yeah. She's so good. She's so good. I've gotten roses from her. She's amazing. Uh, so St. Therese of Lisieux, probably, I have to say, St. Therese of Avila. She pops up a lot for me. Um, and I really love her approach to like contemplative prayer and stuff. Um, and then St. Paul love St. Paul. Like I love his whole conversion story and just how on fire and alive with the spirit he was. And just, yeah, he's awesome. Um, all his writings, obviously scripture. It's amazing. And then, um, gosh, who else? The last one's really hard. Cause there's, you can have more than lot. four if you want. Okay. There's a lot of saints I could put in there. I love St. Edith Stein. She's a big one for women. Um, St. Catherine of Siena is another big one. I also really like St. Ignatius of Loyola. Um, like I love the whole like spiritual exercises and just like being in the know with like your nudges. Uh, I feel like that really speaks to me a lot. So um, those are some of my favorites. There's so many good ones though. The saints. No, are those me. are, those are some good ones. <laughs> uh, all right. My last question for you then is what are you going to be the patron saint of God willing one day you'll die, you'll go to heaven and they're going to want to canonize you. What are you going to be the patron saint of? Uh, that's such a fun question. I love it. Um, man. Well, jokingly, I hope Bernie's mountain dogs. I love Bernie's <laughs> Mountain Dogs. I have a Bernie's Mountain Dog. They're awesome. Um, you'll have to you'll have to send me a picture of you with your dog, and I can I can share. That oh my so gosh, can, he's bigger. He weighs more it. than more than I do. So and he likes to sit <laughs> right on top of me. So that's fun. <laughs> um, that's crazy. But then seriously, hopefully, yeah, hopefully, like about how alive he is, just like that he wants to interact with you in your daily life that he's alive and he's risen. So beautiful. I love it. Also now I had to look up a pictures of Bernie. Bernie. Yeah. I love it. Bernie's mountain dogs. And they're really cute. I, I prefer big dogs compared to small dogs. So no, oh, yeah. to anyone who's listening and I've somehow offended now, but big dogs yeah. are great. They are big. They're awesome. They're like big, but they're lap dogs. They think they're their lap dogs, which is the best combination. They're awesome. Yeah, you just get smushed and it's, yeah. a, great, it's a great time. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much. It truly has been a joy having you get to share your story. And I think that anyone who's listening at home, um, they're going to be impacted by this. So thank you once again. Uh, I will, of course, share... Uh, your bio so that people can go find you online. Uh, but once again, to grow good is your podcast and you guys should definitely check, check it out. Also, she's got a website and an Instagram. So you guys can find all of that and find Rachel at to grow good. Um, but thank you, Rachel, so much. It's been a pleasure, a joy and know of my prayers and people at home be praying for her as well, please.
Yes. Thank you so much for having me. This has been such a joy. It's always a joy to get to share what he's done, you know? So thank you for giving me the gift of that just to be able to, yeah, reflect on that and to share it with others. It's such a gift. So thanks, Brendan. Well, and you'll have to, you'll have to come back again. So this is a open invitation yes. to, to come back again. I love it. I love to just sit and chat about these things. So I'm so down. <laughs> Good. All right. Well, thank you. And to anyone at home, thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. God bless.